Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, I apologize for the short notice of all this, but uh, during the week, you know, I have to get in where I fit in. And right now, things have been weighing heavy on my heart. So I felt the need to just come out and basically give my verbal regurgitation of things that are in my head. Um, Calling in the giant flagpole part two will actually be tackled on my normal Sunday evening podcast. So uh, you're not missing Colin, but in the meantime, or, or what's going on now is just there are things that are weighing heavily on me, and I just feel the need to speak on them. Uh, as we know, uh, unless you've been living under a rock for the past couple years or so, there have been a spate of uh, we use the word murder. Uh, we'll start with assaults um, committed upon America's citizens by people who are sworn to serve and protect. Um, disproportionately, the people that are the victims of these attacks are overwhelmingly darker shaded, uh, male, and unarmed. And in a society such as this, that is a perversion of the highest order. Philando Castile in Falcon Heights, Minnesota. Charles Kinsey in Miami, Florida. Michael Brown in Missouri. Alton Sterling, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Tamir Rice, Cleveland, Ohio. Sandra Bland in uh, Texas. Terrence Crutcher in Tulsa, John Crawford III in Beaver Creek, Ohio, Walter Scott in Charleston, South Carolina. What do all these people have in common? These people were all killed by police officers. Some circumstances are different, some are the same, but the general tone of all these are these were people traffic stops or people that were rolled up on by the police or police were called on them for some reason. Whatever the reason the police ended up there, these are people that police rolled up on and through a series of events, I won't even say unfortunate because unfortunate implies no control. Uh, Through a series of events, each one of these people ended up dead. Adding to that indignity is the assumption by America at large that somehow they had something to do with their death. Tamir Rice was a 12-year-old kid in Cleveland, Ohio, playing with a pistol, toy pistol, in public, in the park as most kids do, cops and robbers or whatever. Police were called on him, and within two seconds of the police showing up, he was shot dead. 
John Crawford III was in a Walmart in Ohio trying out an air rifle that was on the shelf in Walmart. Someone in the Walmart called the police on him saying he was threatening people with the rifle that everyone knew was a toy. Within seconds of walking in the Walmart, he was shot dead. This past weekend in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Terrence Crutcher was murdered on camera by a police officer who, quote-unquote, felt threatened by him. That could possibly be the case. The problem is that murder was captured on video. And on that video, he was shown with his hands raised, walking away from the police officer. There's no audio in it, of course. It was taken from a helicopter. But walking away from the police officer to a closed door of his automobile and was shot and killed. The reason, his, his, his executable crime, his car broke down. That's it. Um, the police officer felt threatened by him walking away from her with his hands raised, and he was killed. The police chief came out and said that she mistakenly grabbed her pistol, thinking it was her taser, and she opened fire. Now, I've got some well-meaning friends of other cultures, white folk, green folk, brown folk, blue folk, whatever, who don't understand the anger that this creates in people shaded differently than them. While being murdered on an American street by people who take an oath to serve and protect, if that isn't bad enough, what's worse is the fact that America as a whole tends to believe that a black person killed in the streets somehow is the reason or somehow contributed to the reason why they die. Their thought process is there's no way that a police officer would just open fire for no reason. I submit to you that is woefully incorrect. For a significant section of this population, black is a weapon. Whether it's conscious or unconscious, Black is a weapon. There is no way on God's green earth that that Tulsa police officer should have felt threatened from a man complying with her wishes 
unless he was armed with his blackness. She had all the power. She had the Glock. She had the taser. She had the bulletproof vest. And she had a ton of backup. Yet she felt threatened. Now that leads to a whole different conversation that I won't get into in this one. I may pick it up. I may dust this off down the road a piece. But the fact that she wielded all of the power and was the one that felt threatened is a scenario that has been mirrored time and again across this country in relationship to the big bad black man. Black is a weapon. This perversely actually ties into Colin Kaepernick's decision to kneel for the national anthem just because is vivid illustration of what he's saying. America treats a certain segment of its population as a born criminal. As a matter of fact, in the helicopter in the Tulsa shooting, the police officers or whoever was flying the plane, I'm guessing it's police officer, but whoever was flying the helicopter said to about Crutcher, he looked like a bad guy. How could you tell that a hundred feet off the ground, two hundred feet off the ground? The only thing you could have possibly seen from that distance is his color, black as a weapon. What was Alton Sterling's crime? Selling loose cigarettes outside of a gas station. What was Philando Castile's crime? Having a permit for a weapon and telling the police officer that he had it. What was Sandra Bland's crime? She was smoking a cigarette and she didn't want to put it out in her car. What was Charles Kinsey's crime? Being a caretaker for an autistic person in Miami Beach. And yet, the policeman that shot Kinsey said he wasn't even aiming for Kinsey. He's just that bad of an aim. Black as a weapon. Now, I submit to you all, everybody listening, because this, when I post things like this or whatever, I get flooded with responses uh, implying that the person who died was somehow responsible for their own death. But let me ask a question from reverse. We've talked about Philando and Alton and, and Terrence and Charles and Sandra and John and all these people who died at police officers' hands. In Miami Beach, there was a, there was a white guy who stabbed three and was chewing a man's face off and was taken alive. 
Dylan Roof killed nine people in South Carolina and was taken alive. Over the weekend, there was a bombing in New York that injured 29. The perpetrator of that got into a shootout with the police officer and was taken alive. If noncompliance is a death sentence for black people, why do they get to live? What is about them that makes them worthy to keep their lives? And they're known dangerous, black as a weapon. Again, something on top of my head. I may come back tomorrow, revisit this. I'll let everybody know. Um, If you take nothing from this, take black as a weapon. Marinate on that. I'm going to revisit this tomorrow. But until then, take care of you because you all you got. Peace.